0: Remember that I was here last fall, I tried to make it very apparent with the trombone again today and this week. But I've been, I love playing the trombone, I love music, and uh, the Lord has led me to teach you on that tonight. Now, um, I've only got a limited amount of time because I'm sure you don't want to be here till midnight because there's a lot of stuff I'm packing into this message, so we're going to Fly. But I would like to introduce you to my wife and daughter, if they would stand. And this is my wife. We're celebrating 34 years in 13 days. In 13 days. And then my daughter Kendra. And uh, <laughs> pray for us. Uh, 12 and a half years ago, she suffered the first of brain, seven brain surgeries. And she has some limitations. And sometimes she's a little bit like her dad, tries to be funny when he shouldn't be. Uh, but uh, we're glad to be here tonight. Do pray for us because there's over 8 million people in Quebec that need the gospel. And sometimes I know we English Canadians, we think of the Quebec crowd as being the illegitimate child of Quebec, but uh, they need the gospel. And when folks get truly saved in that province, uh, my friends, I could give you testimony after testimony of what God does in their life. And I'd ask you to pray last fall when I was here on October the 15th. Pray for uh, Madame Bernadette Pichet. Uh, She's now 90 years of age to pray for her salvation. Three of her kids have been saved and a son-in-law. And uh, at 90 years of age, she's trusted Christ as her Savior. And the doctors can't understand why her health is improving. When you get your heart with God, things can change. (laughs) Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 14 and Ephesians 5. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 14 and Ephesians 5. I want to talk to you for about a half an hour or so on the biblical base for music. Now, for those of you in the choir clinic, and I appreciate your presence yesterday, and I think they did a good job this morning on the song, Meet Me There. And if you're here tonight and you do not know Christ your Savior, we want you to meet us there in heaven someday. So, trust Christ as your Savior. But... We need to have a biblical base for our music. I have been a missionary for for several years now, and I've been in music for 52, and vocal music uh, for 45, and and I, I just love music. And any way I can help and be a blessing to my Savior in this area, I want to do it. Instrumental, vocal, whatever, teaching. And so this is going to be more of a teaching message tonight than a preaching message. And somebody told me once that the difference between preaching and teaching is preaching is teaching with enthusiasm. But you'll probably get that anyway if you know me. But here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 15, Paul is dealing with the issue of tongues in the Corinthian church. They had a problem in that area. And he says in chapter 14 and verse 15, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. And then he says, I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also. So there needs to be a certain understanding when we are singing unto the Lord. And I'll deal with you in a few minutes of the different words and their use in the Bible. But in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, we're going to start in verse 15. The Bible says, See them that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So if we're going to understand what the will of God is in this area called music, then we need to walk circumspectly. That means we need to be aware of what's going on. Uh, we need to commit ourselves to truth. Jesus said, the truth shall make you free. And sometimes we have the attitude don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up. But a Christian who is seeking truth will seek to, to inform him or herself of things so that they can make a right spiritual decision. The Bible says here, let's continue in verse 18, and be not drunk with wine where is an in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So we need to empty ourselves of those things that do not please God, And fill ourselves with the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit that we might do those things which do please Him. And then in verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, if we are going to have a biblical base for music in our biblical churches, we need to better understand our base to sing in the Spirit and to walk more circumspectly as true believers. That word circumspectly simply means exactly, accurately, precisely, diligently. Now, you might be scared of that word diligent because that means you got to put some effort in to find out the facts. So we need to walk circumspectly, be aware of what's going on in these different areas. Don't just take something because you're emotionally charged toward it, but really to examine it, to to be more exact in the spirit. I've been in music a long time. And I've experienced a lot of what may have many of you have already experienced or experienced or might experience in the future concerning music. And If we want to please God in this area of Christianity that's called music, then we need to understand that there is some music that's called Christian that isn't. There's a Christian rock band called Striper, and they look just exactly like the world. They just have Christian words to their music. I have a problem with that because the Bible tells us that we're not to be like the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are not to be resembling uh, the world to try and get people to church. We're just like them. What's the difference? So there is a distinction. Just like there's a distinction between a man and a woman, there needs to be a distinction between our music and the world's music. Now, I believe there's three types of music, okay? There's that music that's completely of the devil's persuasion uh, of the devil, Okay? We can talk about reggae and jazz and, and rock and, and uh, all that. I met a man in 1971 named Jim Hawk. He was a guitar player for Question Mark and the Mysterious. Now, that's a really primitive rock group okay, of the 60s. And he had gotten saved, and, and he witnessed satanic priests praying over the master copies of records that the devil could have influence among America's youth. And I heard it from his own lips, he was there. And it showed down my spine that Satan is alive and well on planet Earth, folks. And if he can make a way into our churches, often it is through the vehicle of music, because we allow things. Then there's that music that is of God, always Christ honor, and always moving the Christian to better worship him, not only in word and deed, but also in heart and thinking. Then there's a the third time that's sometimes a little harder to discern, and that might be a type of music called Christian, like contemporary Christian music or Southern Gospel that is, uh, that is pleasurable, that is enjoyable, and that, that is amusing, or, or we can have a lot of fun with, but it's not necessarily spiritual. Now, there's a cathedral quartet song called uh, Still Drinking at the Well, and I took that and John chapter four, and preach a message. on still drinking the well at the well after forty-six years of being a Christian, my friend. Let's go to that well and drink of it. But my friends, there's some things that I, I have never allowed in my church because it, and my churches, I should say, uh, that I pastor because it does not build us spiritually. And the big problem in all of this is we are emotionally attached to a lot of things in our life before salvation. Okay. My trombone, I was asked to play my trombone in rock bands because in the late 60s, early 70s, we had the rock band in Chicago. They used brass, and everybody wanted to play their songs, but they needed the brass instruments to get the same sound. And I knew that wasn't right, and my heart wasn't right with God, but I knew that if I did that, God would probably kill me. I'm serious. We need to get serious about the things of God. And the Bible says in Hosea chapter 1, verse three, uh, verse 5 and verse 7, Consider your ways. And I have Christians, men, that I've been trying to build up in the most holy faith in Quebec, but they are so bound by pornography and immorality. And I said, you cannot do that and have the power of God in your Christian life, in your testimony. It destroys it. It doesn't build it. And they do not understand. I don't think that most of them are saved, if any of them are, because you don't practice sin. But we need to consider some things tonight. And uh, so let me give you this, okay? Uh, There's many terms in the Word of God that expresses God's interest in music Uh, for we as believers, and the word song appears 78 times in the Word of God. The word sing, singing, sang, hymns, spiritual songs, 166 times, and the word psalm or psalms, 97 times, for a total of 341, excuse me, 341 references To music in the Bible. So we have a biblical base for music. Now the definition of these biblical terms of music, uh, in the uh, the Greek and the Hebrew, the word song means song of praise, melody, music, lyric, song, religious song, uplifting, burden, bearing, tribute. You say burden, bearing, you consider the song as well with my soul. When H.G. Spafford, his wife and four daughters were coming over to America by ship and the ship sank in the, in the Atlantic. And his wife got over to America and sent a telegram and said, Save alone. And when Mr. Spafford came across, the, it was about midnight, and the captain of the ship woke him up and says, We're over the place where your daughters perished. Would you like to come? And he'd come. And he wrote those words in that song, It is well with my soul. And when I learned the background of that song, it changed my heart because a man had a burden. He said, you know, all these things come in our lives. And sometimes God is trying to purify our lives, purge us of things that are not right between He and us. And I like that song we sang tonight, nothing between my soul and the Savior. But when I sang that song for the first time, My heart broke. My friend, one of these days we're going home. And I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to see my Savior. I'm not rushing it, but I am excited to get there. And it seems like it's really, 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 really close. We're not in the last days, we're in the last minutes when we see what's happening in Israel in the Middle East and and China and Russia are buying up a lot of gold and and all the problems and and, and civil wars in the Middle East and and all the health problems we have and the earthquakes, it's amazing. And because of the burdens we have, God can use that to, to minister to others by what? is written in song. Singing, the word singing means the action or participation in song or music. The word hymn is to sing the praise of. The words spiritual songs, that which is sacred, holy, melody, to play as an instrument, to strike strings, music, song, to sing to the music, to play a string instrument, to strike a chord, to twang. Some of you like guitar. How many of you like guitar tonight? Raise your hand, anybody. Anybody want to admit it? <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Broughton to the right. Yeah, she likes a twang. I says, You're being biblical. Uh, the word psalm means a striking or twanging, striking or twanging the chords of a musical instrument, a pious or humble song, pure, holy, pious, religiously observing every moral obligation, undefiled from sin, free from wickedness. Wow, those last three definitions of them are a mouthful. And we need to understand that, that God wants us to be pure and clean vessels in thought, word, and deed. And if we're listening to the wrong type of music, we can get affected by that and become defiled in our thinking. And sooner or later, that defiling will produce the actions that are sins against our God. So you can see that biblical music is quite misunderstood in our day because much music of today is based on the world's values, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And often, even in fundamental Baptist churches, the music sets the tone for the type of service and ministry that we will eventually become. There's a man, and I forget his name, I can send Pastor the name when I get back home, and he said, why I left the contemporary Christian music movement. He had taken three churches. He was a pastor, and he instituted the CCM, Christian, contemporary Christian music, into his churches. And then after about a year or so in the third church, and he got thinking about the other two churches, his church started having problems with contemporary Christian music. His churches started having problems with immorality, divorce, remarriage, and those type of problems, promiscuity among the teenagers in, within their church. It's bad enough when it's a church member with somebody outside their church body, but this is all inside the church. And this is one of the primary reasons why he left the contemporary Christian music movement. We need to be careful of what we're doing in our local church. And, and these past few days, and, and meeting pastor and other folks in the church here. You have a great church with great convictions, but those convictions are balanced out with your compassion for others. And that's what we need is a balance between strong biblical convictions and the strong compassions and mercies of Christ. And music will impact us one way or the other. The Bible says that when Moses, well, God was with, Moses was with God on the mountain, and he had received the Ten Commandments, and God said, Go down now because the people have corrupted themselves. And oftentimes in our Christian life, we will do things because the preacher's not watching. Our Sunday school teacher is not present. Who's going to know? God will know. So we have to have good, upright, moral character with truth, sincerity, purity, and integrity if we're going to function as Christians in a local body to shine the light of the gospel to this great area of Norfolk County and Simcoe and Port Dover in the area. In Psalm 50, we have the reason for music. It's to honor and glorify God, to worship Him. We've read here in Psalms, it's, uh, excuse me, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, singing and make a melody in your heart to the Lord. Somebody who's got the joy of Jesus, they seem to just be shining forth the love of Christ. In Colossians 3, 16, it helps us in our experience of God's grace. In Isaiah twelve two, music is linked strongly to our testimony. Not to stop there, but in Revelation 5, 8, music speaks of our redemption. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My friends, I was raised. My dad was Catholic. My mother was Methodist. They didn't go to church, but they would take me. And I, taught as, I was taught as a young child, I'm the basically the only kid out of eight that wanted to go to church. And that would have the ritual. Even in the Methodist church in the late 50s and early 60s, they had their rituals. But at 12 years of old, I found nothing in religion. I was taught, do good works. My mom said, Well, Timmy, I think she just wanted me to quit beating up on my brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest, you know. The oldest is the bad one. Not always. I was. When I got saved, I got nice to my brothers and sisters. I got respectful towards my parents. I started to respect them for their authority in my home, in the home. But I can remember at 12 years of age, I just threw all religion out the window. And you know what really saved from all that? The trombone. Now, I I did pretty good for the first four years, and we had tryouts for the high school marching and symphonic band. Everybody wanted to be in it. I didn't make it my first year, so I was going to quit. Now, let's back up the boat a little bit. The trombone I learned on for three and a half years was my uncle's trombone that had been in the attic for whatever length of time, 15, 18 years. It and it had its problems. If I came up to the first position too hard, it would stick there. I had to take my foot and try to unstick it. I don't know if you know, but you, you see those cross pieces, and they're soldered together. There's one that wouldn't hold a solder and it would leak out air like a flat tire would leak out air. But my trombone wouldn't get flat, but it didn't sound good. It had rubber bands holding it together. It was embarrassing. I still did pretty good, but they bought me a new horn in eighth grade. I didn't make it to the band, so I'm going to quit. I said, Mom, I'm quitting band. She says, Timothy, Franklin, You're not quitting band. We just got that trombone for you. You're staying in the band. But Mom, no offense or buts about it. You're staying in the band. The next year I got in the band, eight chair out of ten, we had tryouts up to second chair. Here's Steve Smith. He taught me how to play the trombone better. I beat him up for first chair. And then in May, 1969, he invited me to church. <laughs> man, if you're around my age, you know we had to fr- say it's not my bag, man. Okay, I know who you are now. He said, well, I'm going to take you to church. I says, no, you're not, man. You just go with Cheryl, his fiancée. He said, well, I'll pick you up and then pick Cheryl. I says, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Not missing any services or youth activities. At the age of 16, I got saved because my mother made me stay with the trombone. Thank you, Ma. She got saved two, two years before she passed. 30 years of praying for her soul. My friend, God does it in us and through us. And if we can see clearly how music affects our perception of our Christian lives, our Christian walk, our Christian thinking, it will make a difference in our lives and in the salvation of others. There's quite a good amount of usage of music in biblical times. And the Christian life is a very important part of worship. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, chapter 23, and 2 Chronicles 29, music was used in the temple for worship and the glorification of the Lord. Sometimes, as in Genesis 31, 27, music was used to say farewell to family and friends. Music can be used for many different reasons. For sacred processions, such as 2 Samuel 6 and 1 Chronicles 13. For the foundation of the temple, Ezra chapter 3. For the consecration of the temple, 2 uh, 2 Chronicles 5. For the coronation of kings, 2 Chronicles 23. At the dedication of the rebuilt walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah 12. Where's Brad, Brother Brad? Appreciate you getting over there to Israel soon and learning some more things in your Israeli, Israeli studies. God bless you, brother. need to pray for Israel. It was also used... For the celebration of victories, according to Exodus 15 and 1 Samuel 18. For religious feasts in 2 Chronicles 30. For private meetings, Isaiah 5 and Amos 6. For joyous activities, Matthew 11, Luke 15. At funerals, Matthew 9. And remembering well-known men, Daniel chapter 3. Music was also used in the adoration of idols, also Daniel chapter 3. For the movement or displacement of troops, Joshua 6 and 1 Corinthians 14:8. 8. 1 Corinthians 14 8 says, how shall they sound if there's not a distinct sound to go to the battle or not? We need to understand that music was important to, uh, to uh, believers in biblical times. And music was available in times of affliction. I don't know about you, but I know how some some songs have touched my heart over there. Some of you know the Clayton family. I had a good friend, a pastor friend of mine. I worked with him for about four years. He got hit by a car in 1991, late July of 1991. They didn't know if he was going to live or die for six days. And and, uh, I sent him a tape by the Claytons. And included was a song, Someone's Praying for You. And he said to me, he says, Brother, that took me through the deepest valleys of my life. I said, keep the tape. <laughs> I don't need it if that means that much to him. I don't need it. He needs it. And there's songs like that that carries through the deepest valleys. When you, you lose a child at his birth, you lose a child in life. You have a you go through a deep time where you don't know if your child's gonna live or die. You don't know what's gonna go on but my friends no matter what we go through we have the comfort that God is with us and many many songs such as it is well with my soul has been written because of the pains and trials of this life we need to keep it right music was also used to underline the joy and happiness that a person had i wrote a song before i went to bible college in 1977 my parents came my and heard me sing it. And it was testimony of how Jesus is always my friend. In spite of my imperfections, my weaknesses, my failings, my sins. I've been born again by his precious blood. I can't lose it. i got to live it. And I perfect myself in it. Music was underlined by heavenly joy in Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It was also underlined at the termination of calamities could be military, could be physical, could be financial, I guess. But in Isaiah 24, Revelation 18, it was, the, it was marking the, the, the end of a conflict or a problem. Now, let me conclude with this. We need to understand that music that grieves the Holy Spirit is not good. And that which blesses Him is good. Turn, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 4. I think you've been in chapter 5, if you still got it there. In verses 30, 31, and 32, I'm going to make an application, excuse me, also to music here. But my home church right now is without a pastor, is going through some very difficult time, a lot of hurt people and stuff. In Ephesians 4.30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. My friend, that's just another verse that tells us we are assured of our eternal salvation. Once born again, always born again. Then it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. My friend, when we get the stuff out of our lives that God is not pleased with, we have to replace it, that vacuum with something else. When I got saved, and in my worldly time after that, because God called me to preach, I couldn't get up in front of people. Some of you that have met me the last few days know that I'm a very shy, timid person. <laughs> I, at that time, I couldn't get up in front of people and speak. My knee's not just reading a poem in English class. So I ran from the Lord for five years. It was the most miserable five years of my life. I bought Tommy James and the Shondells, Neil Diamond, Barry Manilow, and my favorite was Karen Carpenter. She didn't even know I existed. But when God convicted me that that music was wrong, I had to replace it with good Christian music. So I sought out good Christian music. I didn't buy Striper. I didn't buy all this other stuff. I wanted to walk with God, and in order to do that, I had to buy the right type of music. And so just like a person who's grieving the Holy Spirit by his attitude and actions of the heart and the mind and life, in verse 31, he has to replace those things by being kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So I replaced all that Devil's music with good music. How many of you have heard that song in times like these? I met the lady that wrote that in 1971. Ruth K. Jones. I still have a record. She was a, a fantastic organist. And I bought the record because I wanted good music. And she told me, she says, Brother Tim, that song was written out of a deep trial in my life. Now, maybe a personal testimony. Now, I gave this yesterday that first three choir directors told me when I wanted to join the choir, don't sing, just play the trombone, because I couldn't sing. I worked at it for five years and finally got to sing in the choir. But in high school, I got to sing in varsity choir, and there were some other Christians in the class, and I found out after I got in the choir that that fall, to finish off the first semester, you had to sing a solo in front of the whole class. Oh, man, not me. So I picked a Christian song, Master Designer, and it talked about floating along on fluffy clouds and flowers, and some girl sang it appropriately because it's too flowery for me. There was a couple other popular songs at that time, but they don't have any depth. They're superficial. So I picked another one. I said, well, I'm a Christian. I will just not be ashamed of it. So I sang a song about Jesus in a public high school. My friends, we need to understand that we need to give honor to Christ with a right heart, with right thinking, in this area of music. Now, how can we know what to do as biblical Christians? I'm going to assume for a moment, and please forgive me, because I could be very wrong, but each one of us are Christians our hearts right with god our hearts right with our brothers and sisters there's nothing between our soul and the savior and one of the reasons for music is for us to get right and as for me i do not want i do not want anything to hinder me from re- receiving god's blessings in my life jeremiah 33:3 says Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In the French versions, all the French versions I know in the Bible that are used by Fundamental Baptist says things that are hidden. It's like God's got God's got this <clears throat> God's got this uh, entrepôt storage facility with Ida Fury's name on it for all the blessings that God has for you. And then he's got another one with all the blessings for Daniel. Is that Daniel back there? Are you Daniel? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the guy here, right right here. No, okay. Where's Daniel? Oh, there you are. Okay. They both have blue shirts on. I thought I had the right person. Sorry. Daniel, you're going back to college. God's got an entrepo- a storage compartment for you. Whether you're going to a Christian university or another university where you're majoring, and I like that before, I noticed that too, preacher. They're all going in to serve others. But we need to have our hearts going in the right direction. And we need to let the, the Spirit to constro- control our lives. And like I said, basically, we base our convictions sometimes on emotions and not on the Word of God. We base it on emotions and not on the Bible. So I hope I've given you some things tonight to clarify in your hearts, minds, and lives that we need to have the right type of music at Bethel Baptist Church. We need to have the right type of music in our lives. And any music that does not do these things that I've listed before, that's not sacred. That's not holy. That's not uplifting. And I'm not talking uplifting emotionally, but to the point where it can help us in our lives. I'm going to give you one last verse. 2 Corinthians 1. And this can apply to many areas of our life, but it can include music, especially those born out of trial. A missionary to Belgium, Tommy Dunahoe, came to our Bible college and preached. And he preached a message on God putting tools in your toolbox. And this missionary was in Zaire, well, it was in Congo, and I was back to Congo again. And then the Lord moved him to Belgium, and for nine and a half years, because of his wife's spinal injury, he had to bathe his wife, feed his wife, take her, dress her, get her settled for bed, take her to church. He carried her everywhere she needed to go. And that was a tool for better help him. To minister to others, look what it says here. This is the passage he gave us: 2 Corinthians one verses three and four. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father, of, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And I said, Okay, God, put some tools in my toolbox. January 24th, 1986, we lost a child at his birth, and it tore my heart out. We had our daughter, we lost our son. Two and a half years later, I was given a call. The pastor with whom I worked was out of town, his deacon with whom I used to visit extra times during the week. Brother Cardin, he called me, says the funeral home called, they need somebody to do a funeral for a six-hour-old baby. I said, Where and when? I did the funeral. And during the 10-minute gravesite service, I gave my testimony after I had talked about David losing his child born of sin. And I says, there's hope to see this baby again. And the mom got saved nine days later. The trials that we have, God is putting tools in our toolbox. When my daughter got sick in 2003, I said, Lord, use this for your glory. I got a chance to witness to a guy from New Brunswick, his 21-year-old He couldn't speak any English, totally friends. He, his 21-year-old daughter had the same problem. At the same time, I got a chance to witness to him. He never trusted Christ, but he was not let off without the gospel. Three people within a year got saved because of the grace of God seen by what we were experiencing. My friend, it's an opportunity to share God's grace. And when we take a stand in our lives, It's easy to get bitter like my my aunt Maxine. She is mad as a wet hand. She blames God for all the problems in her life. And I got a chance to share the last time I saw her, to share with her about how I got peace. And I hope to see her next week. Pray for Maxine Thompson. She's 86 and she needs Christ. But my friend, if I'm living just like the world or participating in the music of the world and there's no difference, what do they see? What hope do they see? Because we're just like them. Make a decision to honor God with music. Pure from your heart. Pure from your mind. Pure in your testimony that people might see Christ in you, the hope of glory. That they might see hope of the lighthouse of Bethel Baptist Church in this greater Simcoe area. The burden's on us. Let's sing. We join our hearts to the Lord, the melody of Christ to others. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this time tonight to share very quickly some biblical base for music. And Lord, as the musicians come, maybe someone or maybe some folks have been convicted in their heart that they need to get rid of their rock music. Their sinful music of whatever kind it could be. Lord, I don't know. All I know, Lord, is I've experienced that. I tried to hang on to some of those records and songs because I liked them. Lord, has sure hindered me from blessing your name and having power in my Christian life to testify to others. Lord, has sure hindered me from thinking about the right things. Heavenly Father, you have blessed this church for a long time, and it's evident by the love that I've experienced these past few days, and my family is seeing in your people here, Lord, that you're not finished with this church. Lord, sometimes we think, oh, if we could go back to such and such glory days. Father, there's great days ahead for all of us if our hearts are right with You. Lord, loving one another. Seeking truth. Sincerely asking You, Lord, what do You want me to do? Lord, what do You want me to do in this area of music? Just ask some simple question. Am I... Listen to the music because I love it, or is it pleasing You? Oh Lord, we are such sinful beings at times. Lord, thank You for the blessings You give to us. Thank You for the privilege it is to know Christ. And though none of us are perfect, Lord, we need to perfect ourselves in You. As was preached this morning, Father, our target, our bullseye and our target, our desire, our goal, should be always to seek to be like Jesus. O oh Lord, that we would see You. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Please stand. We're going to sing a song of invitation. Well, I guess, Brother... Tony's going to sing, and when everybody stand. please, your heads bowed, maybe there's something that you need to correct. My friend, perhaps you have the attitude, I'm somebody, I have got a good voice. Why does she or he get to sing and I can't? All that is, is pride. And that destroys more our lives and churches than anything, is our pride. My friend, we just need to come and seek God's help tonight because we need to appreciate everything we got because it's by the blood. So Brother Tony, would you sing the first verse, please? If you need to seek God out, why don't you come now?